because it is something that the Biden administration has been pushing, certainly to go after people who lie in order to, to buy firearms. And so what this program will do is, you know, Hunter Biden will get some treatment for his, uh, for his drug issues. And if he completes this to the satisfaction of a judge, this charge, as if it never happened, this charge goes away. Ah, yes, the Democrat activist Evan Perez at CNN this morning. Uh, wink, wink, this charge goes away. It's good to be the king. And the son of the king, the crooked, crack-addicted, stripper, knocker-upper, Russian, hooker, Dayton, crack-smoking, kicked out of the Navy, son of the king. Your problems go away. Spare the rod and spoil the child. Now, uh, President Trump has weighed in on Truth Truth Social this morning, uh, saying that the court gave him a a traffic ticket. Gave him a traffic ticket. And uh, that's exactly right. Now, the uh, fakes at the New York Times have put out a kind of a a chopped-up statement from Republican Congressman James Comer, who is the chair of the House Oversight Committee. And James Comer called it a slap on the wrists. And he said, we will not rest until the full extent of President Biden's involvement in the family schemes are revealed. So uh, the schemes and uh, I think it's involvement, uh, just grammatically it should be, we will not rest until the extent of the president's involvement is revealed. Uh, Not are revealed. But uh, that's the the subject issue in the sentence. And I'll uh, lay that aside for the time being. Uh, So the uh, the reality. Oh, oh, and uh, by the way, Fox News. And and I've been scanning the globe here, looking at The New York Times, The Washington Post, CNN, MSDNC, NBC News. And only Fox News is reporting. Only Fox News is reporting that the U.S. attorney's investigation in Delaware is still ongoing that this does not mean it's over. But none of the other fake news organizations who are telling you that the Delaware guy is a Trump guy, uh, and that's that, is just uh, they're not uh, telling you the whole story, once again, because they like lying. (laughs) They like lying a lot. I don't like lying. But that's me. Mm-mm-mm. There it is. Yes, and the New York Times, the deal likely resolves Hunter Biden's federal investigation without prison time. Fox News says, no, it's actually still ongoing. Uh, oh, also, by the way, we learned just a short time ago that the, uh, the Democrats, they've, uh, they've set the trial date for President Trump for August in Florida. And uh, that will uh, that would be the big news of the day, were it not for the news media sweeping this under the rug. Um, and uh, you know the the lynch the lynchings will continue <laughs> until uh, till Morell improves or something like that. So uh, Trump trial date set for August 14th in DOJ documents case. Uh, Bloomberg News is reporting. Uh, when is the trial date for Joe Biden's documents case? When is the trial date for Hunter Biden's tax evasion? Oh, there won't be one because they've reduced it to a misdemeanor and he'll pay a, fi, uh, a fine using the ill-gotten gains from no-show jobs that he only got because his dad was vice president and senator before that and then president and this is all okay. 
So August 14th is the uh, trial date. And that will be a media circus, of course. That will be, that'll be chaos. Donald Trump's trial date in the case against him by the Justice Department, Joe Biden's Justice Department. And they're not prosecuting Hillary Clinton. She had destroyed 33,000 emails. The emails were under subpoena by Congress. She had staff smash communication devices with hammers to make sure the hard drives would not be usable. But that's okay. Joe Biden, classified documents above a steakhouse on Capitol Hill. Classified documents behind his Corvette in a garage. Classified documents in his multi-million dollar house in Delaware. Why would that be a problem? The double standard of justice, again, uh, were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. And at the Justice Department and in Joe Biden's administration, the double standards are, are on display every day, aren't they? Very much so. Very much. Catherine Herridge is an actual news reporter. She was at Fox News, and she moved over to CBS News, where she continues to report news, and, uh, and I respect her for that. This morning, she was on the television on CBS, and uh, she knows a few people in town, and she talks to people. I can tell you, having covered this for several years now, that this is likely to be a very controversial plea agreement, especially with Republicans on Capitol Hill. Over the last few years, not only in the House, but in the Senate, their investigators have raised very serious questions about these business deals with Chinese nationals, as well as this Ukraine energy firm, Burisma, and then more recently... And then more recently... Uh, We've had whistleblowers come forward. An IRS whistleblower spoke on the record with CBS News, as well as whistleblowers from the Justice Department have gone to Capitol Hill complaining that this investigation has been slow-walked and that standard investigative procedures have not been followed. So this may just be the beginning of the story in many respects, Gail. Now, uh, again, uh, Catherine Herridge is a news reporter. She's in the journalism business, and, and I've always respected her as a reporter. Um, she's not a showboat. I've met her a number of times at least, and she's a very quiet, unassuming person, a reserved person. And she went into the news business to be a journalist. And, uh, that's why it shocked everyone when CBS news hired her. <laughs> I say that as a person who grew up in a CBS news family, but but never mind all that. Now, a, uh, there is a radical left-wing extremist, uh, somewhat schizophrenic, by the name of uh, David Brock, who uh, let me share with you what Reed Epstein wrote on Twitter this morning having to do with David Brock. He wrote, David Brock, the right-wing operative turned left-wing operative who is now among the most influential figures in democratic politics, praised the Hunter Biden plea deal as a triumph of the independence of the Justice Department under the Biden administration and argued the case should be considered closed. Again, Fox News reporting, based on their sources, that the, the, the investigation by the U.S. attorney in Delaware is still ongoing, and, and there are multiple investigations that perhaps have not yet been begun. Uh, first of all, the you know, Foreign Agents Registry Act, that's what it's called, right, Farah? And, and then the millions and millions from Burisma, from Ukraine, the no-show job, um, the, the, uh, the influence peddling, 
the, the fact that Joe Biden got the prosecutor fired that was investigating the company that was corruptly paying his family millions of dollars. That, that the, uh, uh, Joe Scarborough and uh, Jonathan Lemire and, uh, and the rest of them at CNN and NBC Fake News and every place else, Cara Scannell at CNN, none of them are, uh, have any interest in that at all because they're sweeping it under the rug. So uh, again, back to Reed Epstein talking about about uh, this uh, this lunatic, uh, in my humble opinion, David Brock said, David Brock said, this matter has now been investigated by multiple law enforcement entities and countless media outlets for over a half a decade. Yeah, isn't that interesting that it's been over half a decade? Mr. Brock said in an emailed statement. Why is he emailing statements? Who cares? Hunter will not be charged with any of the unfounded and outlandish issues Republicans and right-wing media, he used to be right-wing media, have used to smear him with for years. No, no, it's still ongoing, actually, because uh, most of these things have not been addressed at all. But these are not truth people. They're not truth people. All right, we are in hour number three, aren't we? And uh, I do want to get to the Titanic submarine story because it's an interesting story. And we haven't even gotten to the President Trump interview with Brett Baer. Um, but, you know, hey, no jail time, little probation, a diversion program. We'll ignore the Foreign Agents Registry Act. Um, we'll ignore the, the untrue statements. We'll ignore the millions and millions of dollars coming from Ukraine going to the Biden family. James Comer, Republicans on Capitol Hill House Oversight Committee, bank records. The, what was it, more than 120 suspicious activity reports that the Treasury Department sat on. We've got the FBI sitting on documents for years having to do with Biden family corruption. You got another one. I can tell you got another one there. <laughs> Michael Pierce, is making faces across from me. I know he's got, he's got something else I can tell by the look on his face. What do you, what do you have there? Dana Bash on CNN. Now, keep in mind that Dana Bash's ex-husband, which ex-husband? Well, uh, Dana Bash's ex-husband, Jeremy Bash, not her ex-husband, John King, with whom she still works at uh, CNN. It's a soap opera over there at CNN, it really is. But Dana Bash, who I used to work with uh, when I was at CNN, she's been there for a long time. And uh, Dana Bash this morning, her ex-husband, Jeremy Bash, worked for the Obama campaign and then got a couple of phony baloney jobs in the Obama administration, including chief of staff to the CIA director. And her ex-husband, Jeremy Bash, was one of the felonious 51 that signed on to that fake intelligence letter that suggested to all of us that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, when in reality, if anything was Russian disinformation, it was that corrupt letter uh, that was designed to tamper with our presidential election and did so. Here's a, a little setup for the Dana Bash soundbite. Here's Dana Bash at CNN on the Hunter Biden uh, story. And those who uh, feel the need to or the desire to defend Donald Trump uh, are making the same arguments that they are making uh, against Hunter Biden, what? which is allegations that the DOJ is that there are two tiers of justice and that the that one is for Democrats, the other is Republicans. We can't say this enough. There is no evidence to prove that at all, that we need to also point out that there the isn't? U.S. attorney in Delaware is a Trump appointee. Lie, lie. 
Uh, there is the, just the lie and the lie and the lie and the lie. Well, it is it's true. Pump, a, a, after uh, Senator Carper, Democrat, and Senator Coons, Democrat in Delaware, recommended that uh, to President Trump that he choose this guy, and since President Trump didn't have a busload of people waiting to take these government jobs, uh, he went and uh, took the guy that Obama put in that job as the acting U.S. attorney and as the interim U.S. attorney, the Obama pick, um, uh, David Weiss. And the lie is, you know, it makes its way around the world before the truth puts its pants on in the morning. Am I right? Of course I am. Yes, I am. Thanks, Dana, for the excellent journalism, for the great reporting. Another award-winning moment of journalism there by Dana Bash. Boy, I got to tell you, if lies were dollars, these would be rich people. Uh, uh, uh. I'm just a truth person. Just the truth. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Not half the truth. Not the political version of the truth. And look, and I tell you the truth about Republicans, too, and, you know, my opinion of, of uh, you know, not always the best either, but, um, but Lord. Come on. And I've got breaking news, more breaking news. For all my fellow Americans, Joe Biden's dangerous plan to force Americans into a digital dollar goes live in a matter of days. No matter what they tell you, this is not something that's going to help you or your family. You need to take action today or it might be too late. The Federal Reserve will be deployed in phases with the initial launch taking place July 1st of 2023, days away. It's called Fed Now. And a whole lot of us Americans are going to be taken completely off guard. Everything you've ever worked for is at stake. Don't let that bother you. But there is a way for all of us to legally opt out of the digital dollar before it's too late. Time to call my friends at American Alternative Assets to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will educate you and tell you everything you need to know to help you protect yourself from the failing dollar volatile stock market with gold and silver IRAs. Call 888, the number 4-GOLD-20. Call right now, 888-446-5360. Don't let Biden force you into the government's new digital dollar. Call 888, the number 4-GOLD-20. Call him right now, 888-446-5360. Individual results may vary. Those no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax, investment, and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah. All right, back. I've got uh, more on uh, elections in Virginia and uh, the mini-sub, the submarine, the submersible that went down to look at the Titanic. I've got updates on that. The people aboard the thing, and uh, boy, it doesn't look good. But it's not over yet. We're at 888-630-9625. We want the truth. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. No truth handler, you. I deride your truth handling abilities. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, let's go to a telephone call. I, I am, I am going to get to the submarine. I've got a lot to say about that. I have a little bit of a submarine background and a submersible background myself, uh, and it's a fascinating story for a lot of reasons. But let's go to uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, Matthew calling from Arlington, Virginia. Matthew Hurt, who is chairman hey. of the Arlington County Republican Party. Matthew, thank you for calling in. Chris, it's great to be with you. I just got back from downstate where I helped file some paperwork for a Republican candidate who will appear on the ballot in November. And I am just steps from the county office where I will file paperwork for another Republican candidate who will appear on the ballot this November in Arlington. And uh, and I'm just excited about the energy and enthusiasm both on your show and of the voters in northern Virginia to, to vote these crooks out. Vote the crooks out. Now, who are we talking about? Well, you know, our committee, and it made the news this morning, we haven't taken an official position on this Commonwealth attorney's race in Arlington, where Parisa Tafti is the Soros-funded Commonwealth attorney. However, you know, we have an open primary, and many of my Republican committee members and thousands of Republican voters in Arlington and the city of Falls Church have asked permission. uh, And and we've said, you know, it's okay, because in Arlington, in Fairfax, and and quite often in in other jurisdictions up here, the Democratic primary is the general election. Uh, And so, you know, if those Republican voters want to make their voice heard in our county government uh, and and in jurisdictional, multi-jurisdictional government, you know, sometimes it's a Democratic primary. Well, people do that in D.C. all the time. Republicans register as Democrats in D.C. because that's the real election, as you said, the primary. And so the Arlington County, the current prosecutor, is a Soros lunatic, right? She is. She has taken hundreds of thousands of dollars from Soros. And there's a unique situation in Arlington. The Arlington County Democratic Committee is heavily split on her reelection. Uh, a number of factions in South Arlington and the institutional Arlington County Democrats from decades past are not keen on her reelect. And so they have asked. Uh, some of our friends, some of our Republican friends to participate. And in fact, yesterday afternoon, I spent a few hours of my time in my personal capacity uh, calling Republican voters to ask them to vote. We've got a great event, Chris, tonight at 6.30 p.m. I, uh, we, I apologize. We just ran out of time. Here. But I, I apologize for uh, having to go to break. This is commercial radio, not national panhandler radio. We we pay our own bills. We keep our lights on. We're not suckling on the taxpayer teat. But uh, Matthew, Matthew Hurt, Arlington County GOP chairman in Virginia, uh, was... Uh, was mid, and we uh, actually grabbed the phone real quick before he hung up, and uh, Michael Piercy spoke to Matthew, and because uh, he was just about to tell us, I- I'm going to call it a watch party. I- I- I'm going to call it a watch party tonight 
that and they're and this is kind of great because I think I think this is right. They're going to be at the Arlington, the Arlington Rooftop Bar and Grill at 6:30 tonight for basically a watch party, an election night uh, watch party in uh, Virginia, in Arlington, Virginia, and uh, and it's free, right? It's free. Just show up, and you know they have beers and they have food, and not only this, but I believe this is correct. This is where this is the same place where we, uh, the Chris Plant Show, had our election night watch party in 2016 when President Trump President Trump beat Hillary Clinton, and uh, wasn't that hilarious? That was absolutely hilarious, and that that might bode well. The uh, the Arlington rooftop bar and grill. Uh, so the Republican Party, Ar- Arlington County, going to be having a gathering there starting at 6.30. You should go and have a beer and have a nice time and, and meet like-minded people, and, and uh, it'll be American. It'll be great. No communists there. You know, except the, <laughs> the regular communist Democrats. All right. Now, uh, there's a, so I, I apologize, Matthew, for having to cut you off because of the clock, but I wanted to share that. And uh, hopefully have a nice, nice turnout there. I, uh, that's uh, that's uh, our thing. So we got that going. All right, now let's get uh, let's get to the other. And this is a big story. It is a big story. Uh, no kidding. The um, it's it's a, a crazy kind of uh, thing. Now the the mini sub they call it a submersible. A submersible that. Um, you, if you're a wealthy person, and you have to be, I think, a very wealthy person uh, to take this this sea cruise, and they went um, uh, out of, uh, where did they go, out of uh, Iceland? Is that where they went out of? Um, to this location over the Titanic, where the Titanic sunk. And it's a, it's a company that um, has a, they call their mini-sub, their submersible, the Titan, the Titan. And it's a submarine. They call it a submersible. Submarines are submersibles. And submersibles, generally speaking, are submarines. The, um, the marine terminology, the Titan vessel carrying the five, five people is a, is a submersible. While a submarine can launch itself from a port independently, a submersible goes down off of a support ship. Okay? All right, so that's the difference. And, and that's fine. Now, I should say, and maybe we should post a video or two uh, today, because my best girl and I went in January, just a few months ago, to Antarctica. And the ship that we were on uh, belongs to a company called Seabourn. And Seabourn and the ship that goes to Antarctica has two submersibles that come out of the side of the ship. There's a big bay door on the side of the ship, and they launch them into the water out of the side of the ship. And my best girl uh, desperately wanted to go, as well as her sister and her sister's husband, uh, Lisa and Tim. And uh, they overbooked the submersibles. And in the end, I was the only one that was able, of the four of us, that was able to go down to the bottom of the Antarctic Ocean in one of the submersibles. It was a very popular um, attraction on the ship. And, and, uh, and I did shoot some videos just with my iPhone and, and things. Uh, but it was and it was cool, you know, going uh, down below. And I lived; uh, nobody died. It was good. It was a good thing. But now uh, we've got this new, this new uh, episode, and it is 
it's pretty crazy, I've got to say, what uh, what is happening here. Um, and we had a we had a caller earlier today, a great caller who talked about the Glo- the uh, Glomar Explorer. It was uh, Jack who called in our first caller day from Satellite Beach, Florida, and uh, and he said, you know, we should bring back the Glomar Explorer, which is an amazing story. The Glomar Explorer is a ship that was built by Howard Hughes because uh, U.S. intelligence, the U.S. Navy and U.S. intelligence became aware that the Soviet Union had lost track of one of their submarines. And uh, the U.S. Navy knew where it was, knew where it went down. U.S. intelligence knew where it was and uh, where it was at the bottom of the ocean, but it was very deep in the bottom of the ocean. And so the U.S. government went to then tycoon uh, Howard Hughes, who's kind of like uh, Elon Musk is today's Howard Hughes, I think. And, and they said, Howard, hey, Howard, could you help us bring up, they wanted to grab the Russian submarine a little bit, hunt for Red October kind of dimension to it. And Howard Hughes built a, a ship, which he called the Glomar Explorer. And it was uh, built, and it took quite some time, obviously. And it was built, uh, specifically designed to be able to send basically cables and hooks down to the bottom of the ocean, latch onto the Soviet submarine, lift it up off of the ocean floor, and bring it inside the body of the Glomar Explorer, and then transport it back to shore so U.S. intelligence could take possession of the Soviet submarine. It was genius. Now, they disguised the ship as a mining ship that was, I think, manganese or something, and they said, oh, it's a ship. It's going to get minerals from the bottom of the ocean. But in, really, in reality, it was designed from the ground up, and Howard Hughes was an amazing guy. And, uh, and they went and they got the Glomar Explorer. Now, I should, I should say that when I was with CNN, I was assigned to the Pentagon, and I, my office was there for about 10 years, and I was responsible for covering the U.S. military and the U.S. intelligence community. As a result, I had friends at the Central Intelligence Agency, and the Central Intelligence Ag- Agency took uh, possession of the, the Soviet warship, the Soviet submarine, um, when the Glomar Explorer brought it up to the surface. And they made films, and it was films, not videotape, of uh, the receiving the ship, and the U.S. Navy and the U.S. military and the CIA removed the Soviet bodies, the, uh, the crew of the the Soviet submarine, they removed the bodies and they gave them burials at sea with full military honors. And they filmed the, the honors uh, that they afforded the, uh, the Soviet sailors who uh, died in the, uh, in the catastrophe, right? And, uh, and because I had some friends at the CIA, I was the senior producer for national security affairs at CNN at the time. And, uh, and I, in the course of conversation with a friend at CIA, they said, you know, we have this film footage of the Glomar Explorer picking up the Soviet submarine and of the burials that we provided to the Soviet uh, sailors. And I said, wow, really? You think I could get a hold of that? Um, Now it's on video, right? Digitized and all that. And I said, you think I could get a hold of that video? And sure enough, after a while, I actually got a hold of that video and and me with my uh, compatriot at the Pentagon at the time, Jamie McIntyre, we had the first story and stories on the uh, video 
when it, the CIA finally decided to make it public, they, they gave it to me, right? And that's when it went public. Um, so that's just kind of a fun little aside on the Glomar Explorer since uh, Jack brought it up earlier. And I said, oh, I've got a story about the Glomar Explorer. And we went to commercial, and that's when the Hunter Biden story broke. <laughs> so we've been talking about that ever since. But I wanted to, uh, wanted to share that, and it is, it is an amazing story. But Jack said, let's uh, have the uh, Glomar Explorer go bring up the, uh, the mini-sub from, uh, from the thing. And the, uh, the, the truth is, and, and it's funny, I was talking to Sebastian Gorka about this, the Glomar Explorer was scrapped in 2015, no longer available. But we do have other capabilities. I know that we've taken, the U.S. Navy, we've taken a number of our former ballistic missile submarines, the SSBNs, the big ones with the, you know, launch 24 uh, ballistic missiles uh, and annihilate the Soviet Union. Uh, as part of Ronald Reagan's START Treaty, the Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty, we decommissioned a number of those ballistic missile submarines. And in fact, I went to Russia as a part of the START Treaty to uh, the city of Savorodvinsk on the White Sea, where they were dismantling Soviet ballistic missile submarines. And uh, it's kind of funny, I brought home pieces of uh, one or two of the Soviet ballistic submarines. We flew into Archangel and then drove to Savorodvinsk, and they were dismantling the Soviet ballistic missile submarines. And I got a hold of pieces of some of the uh, dismantled ballistic missile submarines. And I brought pieces back to a friend of mine who was U.S. military, um, and he was uh, with uh, a special missions unit. And the special missions unit, their, their, their career was dedicated to destroying the submarines at Savorodvinsk should the balloon go up. That's another story for another day. It takes too long to tell, but an amazing story. And so um, uh, uh, <laughs> I have a little, bit of, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, and uh, I also got to spend three days on a U.S. Uh, Navy uh, L Los Angeles-class fast attack submarine, uh, the USS Montpelier, which was uh, very cool. And I got to drive it and, and ride into the sunset, uh, excuse me, the sunrise and the Atlantic Ocean uh, up in the sail of the ballistic, uh, of the nuclear submarine. It's not a ballistic missile, but an L.A.-class fast attack submarine. Uh, so it's a good idea having the Glomar Explorer go get it. But we do have these other submarines. We decommissioned ballistic missile submarines, the big ones. They're 560 feet long. If you stood one on end, it's five feet taller than the Washington Monument. All right? These are big submarines. We decommissioned them, removed the uh, ballistic missile bays, and converted them to special operations platforms so that U.S. Navy SEALs with sea sleds like in James Bond movies, Thunderball and stuff, and mini-subs, they can go out of these ballistic missile submarines and, um, and you know, uh, perform missions. Um, and I don't know if we have any of those available right now to go up to the side of the Titanic to go down and see if we can, we can save the people because there are people down there uh, in, this, in this submarine. And, um, and they have enough oxygen, we are told, to survive until Thursday at noon. Thursday at noon. So the clock is ticking out loud. It's like, you know, the boy in the well or, or something. Um, it's an amazing story. And, and the people aboard this five-person submarine, and again, I went down, it was actually a six-passenger plus the pilot uh, when I was down in Antarctica in uh, January. 
five-person submersible um, taking wealthy adventurers on a $250,000 per person trip to see the wreckage of the 1912 Titanic disaster 12,500 feet beneath the surface of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, and, and it's kind of out in the middle of the, of the ocean, uh, due east of mm, Cape Cod, I think, uh, roughly. And aboard the ship, Hamish Harding, Hamish Harding is aboard the ship, a British billionaire and chairman of the aviation consultancy known as Action Aviation. And uh, he is uh, aboard there. Um, And it's a terrible thing. His stepson um, released the news. His Dubai-based, he lives in uh, Dubai. Uh, Harding had posted on social media that he was proud to be heading to the Titanic as a mission specialist. Kind of fun. Now, um, mm -mm -mm. Uh, also aboard the ship, um, Shazada Daywood. Shazada Daywood and his son Suleiman. They are, he is one of the wealthiest people in Pakistan, and uh, he owns a number of uh, uh, businesses, conglomerates, and his uh, son with him. Then there's Paul Henry Nargolet, who is a 77-year-old French explorer. Uh, media says is uh, one of the five people on board the submersible as well. He is a director of underwater research at a company that owns the rights to the Titanic. Owns the rights to the Titanic. Pretty amazing stuff. And Stockton Rush. Stockton Rush is the founder and CEO of the very submarine that he's on, the submersible that he's on. Founder and CEO of the vessel, the U.S.-based operating company, Ocean Gate. Um, He's also on the submersible, which... uh, you know, he either owns or he's the CEO and the founder of the company that runs this operation. And, um, and Stockton Rush is aboard, is aboard the ship as well. Um, it's, it's an amazing story. And there are efforts underway. I don't know what kind of capabilities we have in the region to respond to this. But it is a, it's a truly extraordinary and dramatic uh, circumstance Um I just started talking about it, and I realized uh, some wacky connections being on a submersible in Antarctica just a few months ago, having been uh, submerged for several days on the USS Montpelier, having been to Savorodvinsk um, and the Glomar Explorer um, connection as well. I know it's all about me. No, but it's a uh, but it's an amazing story, and and. I guess all hope is not lost, except the, the, the submersible was designed in case of emergency to go back to the surface, and that didn't happen. And it's more than two miles down, right, uh, beneath the surface of the Atlantic Ocean, and it can be pretty rough out there. It doesn't look good at this moment in time, but miracles do happen. Most of the families have asked for prayers, which seems reasonable. As I mentioned earlier, Fox News is reporting that the the U.S. Attorney, uh, the District of Delaware, David Weiss, an Obama uh, pick and then later um, kept on by Trump, said the investigation is ongoing 
The investigation into Hunter Biden is ongoing. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy is a Republican. He came out and spoke to cameras, and apparently the cameramen don't bring audio people with them anymore. But Kevin McCarthy uh, summed it up this way. Plea deal and your reaction. My first reaction is it continues to show the two-tier system in America. If you are the president's leading political opponent, the DOJ tries to literally put you in jail and give you prison time. If you are the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal. Now, this does nothing to our investigation. It actually should enhance our investigation because the DOJ should not be able to withhold any information now saying that because of pending investigation, they should be able to provide Chairman Comer with any information that he requires. Uh, and uh, that's exactly right. And they need to keep coming. First of all, find a microphone so you can say it near a microphone. And uh, keep saying that and keep saying it loudly, loudly. Uh, here, I've got another update for you. Because in Canada, you know, the fires that have been polluting the air in New York and Washington and Chicago and Detroit and every place else, this is uh, pretty wild. Um, Democrat donor arrested for starting massive fire Democrats blamed on climate change. Several firefighters injured in ginormous blaze. Suspect also donated to the Lincoln Project, you know, the anti-Trump gang, right? Andrew Stiles, writing for the Free Beacon in Washington. Authorities busted a Democratic donor for allegedly starting a ginormous inferno in Yosemite National Park. Democratic politicians had insisted climate change was to blame for the blaze which destroyed more than 100 homes and injured several firefighters in July of 2022. You know, they're blaming the Canada fires on global warming as well. And there are reports that it was arson in Canada, too. Edward Frederick Wackerman, that's his actual name, of Mariposa, California, faces a number of charges, including aggravated arson and so on. But that's your Democrat party. The Constitution does not say that a person can shout yell wolf in a crowded theater. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.